Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of Inside the Brain Of, where I'll interview a movement specialist to get inside their brain and try to understand how they incorporate neurokinetic therapy into their approach to patient or client management. My name is Eric Nelson. I'm a board certified sports chiropractor and NKT instructor. If you're listening and you're not an NKT provider, Hopefully this podcast will give you some insight as to what NKT is and how you can utilize it to help your patients or clients. Make sure you check out my Inside Your Brain Facebook page and feel free to share it with your friends. Also, every episode is now available for free on iTunes. So if you're an Apple user, make sure you check out iTunes. I'm very excited for my interview tonight, but before we get started, I'd just like to say a couple words on something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Uh, as an instructor, I always would hope that my students leave the class understanding every possible thing that comes out of my mouth, but I know in reality that's probably not what's happening. Uh, so. You know, we try our best to come up with different methods and techniques to help people learn, but we realize that, you know, it, you know, some people, it's going to be a completely different experience. Uh, some people pick things up quick, some people not so quick. But the one thing in common with everybody is that it is not only new concepts and protocols, but in many cases, it's a completely different paradigm shift. And as such, that becomes a little bit difficult to digest which is why I keep reviewing in my classes the basics. We're here to learn the concepts and the protocols, and that's it. So when you find something not functioning properly, your next step is to try to figure out what's compensating for it. Keep it that simple. When you get back to your office or clinic or practice or gym or wherever you practice out of, try to dive in and utilize the protocols as much as you can. As you get more comfortable, it'll become a lot easier and you'll get more proficient at it. If you don't do anything for six months and then try to jump in, well, there's a good chance you're going to struggle. So you need to practice as much as you can. Hopefully your clients or your patients won't mind. I mean, I just dove right into it and uh, added little by little until I felt confident and uh, pretty soon I was using it with everybody all the time. But if you, if you don't quite get it, you need some more hands-on. That's why we offer a couple different opportunities. Uh, study groups, uh, if you're lucky enough to have one in your area, they're extremely valuable. Uh, some people drive uh, five hours to get to a study group. Uh, some people fly across the country to get a, to a study group. So if you are struggling, I highly recommend looking and putting a little extra effort into it. You know, some people might think, oh, well, you know, is this technique so difficult? I have to go to a study group? No, uh, not everybody needs to do that, but it's a great chance to get your hands on. And uh, it's, it's actually, I think, one of the priceless things out there. Um, we also have uh, Skype sessions. You can connect with advanced practitioners that can help you out. You can even just personal message them. Uh, I've been helping a lot of people on private message. I think that that's great. Um, it's easy. You ask some questions and we give you some answers. Every practitioner in the, on the NKT Scholars page is out there trying to help. 
So if you have difficulty, feel free to reach out for us and we'll help you. We, we enjoy it. We enjoy the questions. And don't think that any question is, is dumb because we've all had that question and most people have already asked. So please, um, you know, don't be intimidated. We want you to learn this. It, it is, in theory, not so difficult. The, the, the hard part is, you know, putting it all together and figuring out more difficult cases. But just by adding a little bit into your practice, you will help so many more people. Now, one of the biggest things I think that we offer that I think can help you the most, and I know I speak from experience, not only um, with NKT, uh, but all throughout my career, uh, even when I was a student that I learned, one of the best things to do is to teach others. And the best place you can do that is by assisting at a class. I, when I assist, the last time I assisted was a level two for Kathy Dooley and Perry Nicholson up in Manhattan. And I picked up so many great tidbits of knowledge, things I might have missed in the, in the, in my class that I took because I was too busy focusing on learning the protocols. Uh, you know, and Kathy has so much great information. Just getting another opportunity to hear her speak is, is phenomenal. But every class I've taught, uh, I get feedback from my assistants and one of the most common things is is like wow thank you I appreciated your teaching it was different than the way I was taught and as a result I picked up a couple different things and and then I get emails from the next couple days saying wow you know I really implemented those procedures and my results have been through the roof so assisting is one of the I think it's one of the best kept secrets in in learning and that's why I said my wife and I, when we were in, in chiropractic school, we got to teach other students uh, with a student organization. And we would laugh. Uh, people would say, why are you spending so much time doing that? And it was because we were getting better. Um, we got our hands on tons of people every week, and that helped us become very good, proficient adjusters. And it's just the same thing with NKT. Um, you know, go out of your way to assist in a class. I have a uh, Margie is coming from California. Uh, I don't think just primarily, but she's coming to assist me in my New Jersey class in a couple weeks. So again, it's an opportunity once you're certified uh, to get in there and learn and practice. And I see it with my assistants. You know, some of them come in, they've never assisted before. Maybe they're not so confident. But after a couple hours of practicing hands-on, they are just becoming masters. And it's amazing. And I could see it in them. And the students greatly appreciate it. Um, it's just, it's a phenomenal opportunity. If you're, you know, interested in assisting, you know, you need to be level one certified, at least for level one. And just, you know, offer to help out. You know, the reimbursement isn't so great. You do get a, a lovely t-shirt. But, um, you know, it's, the, it's priceless. I will assist any time I have an opportunity to. Uh, I assisted at the last level three in Manhattan. Uh, you know, I didn't have to do that, but I took my time and I wanted to see it again. Um, and I, I got my hands on and I helped out a lot. And as a result, it really sealed a lot of the concepts in for me. So again, I know not everybody has the opportunity, but if you do, go for it. I mean, when I was in Michigan, I had people coming from all over the place to assist and it was phenomenal. So, uh, you know, Val came up from Florida and uh, again, she had never seen me teach before, but now she experienced my teaching and she was able to take a couple things from that. Well, you know, we're all learning from each other. And that's one thing I could say about this community is we've got some brilliant people out there and, and no one's afraid to learn and everybody wants to share. 
So if you are an NKT provider, there's so much opportunity for you to tap into. Uh, please reach out to uh, the instructors, your assistants in your classes, or any other practitioner on the page uh, that knows what they're doing. Because we're here to help you. We want you to be successful. Again, level one is not that difficult. Um, a lot of people make it a little bit more challenging than it is. We just want you to learn the concepts and the protocols. I've made some videos that are available that go through a couple of these things, so feel free to check them out as well too. But we have a ton of resources uh, with our Vimeo videos out there. In fact, for level two, we just uh, got some new videos up there. I mean, we want you to learn, and I, I think I've said that a lot, but I do, when I teach, I do like to repeat myself a lot. So please, again, reach out to us. We enjoy it. So there you go, my thoughts for today. Main concept there is get out and assist. Now, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, the reason I started this is because there's so many incredible practitioners from all different professions that utilize NKT. And I should also say that there's people from all over the world utilizing NKT. Last weekend uh, was the first time it was taught in Taiwan. Uh, we had some, David took a team over there and it just, uh, the pictures just look absolutely phenomenal. I spoke with Jamie Francis and she is just on cloud nine about how well it went. Uh, it's amazing. We're all over the world. Um, I'm hoping to go to Amsterdam myself. We're in London. Kathy Dooley um, teaches in, in, in um, Australia. And Celio, who I interviewed a couple weeks ago, and Ruben, we're just down in Brazil. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's spreading all over the place. We easily have over 2,000, probably more like 2,500 people now that have taken NKT classes. And there's so many people with different backgrounds that utilize this technique. I'm always interested in how they incorporate it with their approach to patient management. And I know that if I'm curious, a lot of you are curious as well, too. And that, that's the feedback I've been getting. In fact, I got some lovely feedback today, and I greatly appreciate it uh, because uh, it does motivate me to, to do more. And I've got some really good ones lined up down the line. So I'm excited here. So um, thank you. I always appreciate the feedback. Feel free to send me a message or a post on my Facebook page or, or whatever you want to do. But I like to hear, uh, you know, one thing I'm trying to do is, is figure out the sound. Hopefully I've got that better. I've got a new mic setup. Uh, hopefully tonight sounds a little bit better. I'm working out some of the kinks. So again, if you have any suggestions, feel free to send me a message. So tonight, I'm, I'm really excited about, um, about my interview. Uh, I'm speaking to an incredible uh, manual therapist who, without a doubt, is one of the most inspirational people that I see on Facebook on the Scholars page. Uh, she has shared with us her struggles to learn NKT as well as her triumphs. She's entering a new phase of her practice, and I'm excited to learn more about her background and how she overcame struggles to get where she is today. So tonight, I'm extremely excited to get inside the brain of Dory Miller. Hey, Dory, how you doing? Good, how are you? I am doing wonderful. How's everything going tonight? Excellent. <laughs> yeah, you get, you're getting all settled in in your new place? Yeah, <laughs> for the next few weeks. Nice. I know, you were, I know last week you were moving in, and um, that's always fun, moving 
moving stuff. But, um, you know, as I was just mentioning is we have so many great people and, and I, I include you in one of the, in, in that sentence as well too. And, you know, I have to admit when you first came on board NKT and you were posting, my first thought is, Oh my God, who is this person? <laughs> I knew it too. I knew you that. <laughs> well, you're not the only one, believe me. I can hear your eyes roll. <laughs> you know, it's, but I find though, those people where my eyes do roll, because you're right, they were rolling a little bit. Those are the people that really inter interest me the most. And at first, I'm like, what is this person saying and doing? But then when I get a little bit about them, I, it really gets me excited to see the, your, the passion. And, and your passion for NKT is is amazing. And it just it, it blows me away. You know, you, you always talk about struggles, learning, and we'll get into that in a little bit here. But, you know, I, I have to say, you, you, you've really inspired me in so many ways so again thank you for coming on tonight and let's just start by you know you have an interesting background um, so let's just start with you know how you got to where you are today so where did it all start well actually it's kind of in me it's an amazing journey I started as a reflexologist and I just um, kind of just kind of fell in my lap. I, I thought it was something neat to do. I needed a job. And I had a um, someone approach me and tell me they were looking for someone. So I went to work at this little nail salon as a reflexologist. And then as time went on, um, they needed somebody to do massage therapy. So I went and went and took massage therapy. Um, and then that's kind of how it all started. Excellent. Now, where did you, um, where did you go to school? Um, locally, I, it was taught by a doctor. His name is, um, Dr. John Newman and he runs the Calgary Holistic College and he, um, sorry, the Calgary College of Holistic Health and Clinics in Calgary and he is he's a phenomenal person. Um, he brought in along a lot of different doctors and some very highly skilled instructors. So I had the opportunity to learn from Dr. Basha, who was running a lymphedema clinic, um, another gentleman who was working with Olympic athletes, and another lady who was from the West Coast Massage Therapy School. So we had a lot of very highly trained, highly skilled uh, therapists. We also had our pathologies from another doctor who taught us about all of the, you know, diseases and contraindications. So it was, it was good. It was a very condensed course, but it was really good. Yeah, it sounds pretty inclusive there. That I mean, that's not typically what I think of uh, with with massage therapy school at all. It sounds like you really got a, a good education. Um, what other um, techniques were you exposed to early on that really interested you? Well, when I was small, um, my grandmother she was part native, so she knew a lot about um, herbs and herb like herbal treatments. And so I was exposed to that from an early age, and I learned a lot about how to heal naturally. Um, and then I was also taken care of by uh, a master herbalist. So 
those kinds of things really interested me, just that how you could heal the body if you're given it the right tools. Especially, uh, she taught me a lot about nutrition, and she would you, she could fix anything with food. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. Definitely, without a doubt. Now, um, I know you traveled a little bit. You went to Switzerland for for a little while. What what was going on there? <laughs> um, well, basically, I I went to find myself because uh, before I'd left for Switzerland, I had a mentor of mine approach me and give me a pamphlet for massage therapy school. It's kind of rewinding a little bit, and I took that. But I I did. I was just I wasn't sure what I wanted to do as a career. So I went to Switzerland and I was actually a housekeeper and um, I ran a whole house there for a whole year. And I just really focused on my health and really on my well-being. And um, I lost 40 pounds that year, <laughs> which was good and ate really well. Um, and it's just a different, it was a different lifestyle. And then when I came back, it, I realized, you know, I really want to do massage therapy. Nice. And where did uh, reflexology fit into the, into the scheme of things? Well, reflexology was because I wanted to um, do something with my hands. I knew, you know, I was very interested in how the organs worked and how, um, how all the reflexes affect people. And I liked the Chinese medicine aspect of things. I was in contact with a Chinese medicine doctor who did teach me some basic massage and some, you know, just very, very basic acupuncture techniques. He helped me with um, a pretty serious illness at the time. So I thought, you know, that that would be really good. So I went uh, and took a reflexology course and I graduated from the Wild Rose College here in Calgary, um, and yeah, and that kind of set me on my path. And then after that, when I was working at the nail salon, uh, I started doing the massage therapy, and then that just sort of leaded the way through. Excellent. And um, I, I see in your bio here something called myopostural therapy. What, what was that all about? Yeah, so initially what got me interested in how to, you know, how it was referred to Dr. John uh, Newman was from a lady named Lise uh, Goodhart who invented myopostural therapy because my mother had been in a near-fatal head-on crash and so she was going to see Lisa and I was, I was taking my mom there and I was watching Lisa and she was doing these amazing things to people. And Lisa did a lot of research. Uh, she went to France and she learned a lot about trigger points and, uh, she would use just a feather touch. Like it was barely any pressure at all on these points and she would make people walk and do all sorts of things. So um, it was something that Lise invented, and I wanted to learn from her. Uh, so when I asked her if she'd teach me, she told me to go to school first. <laughs> <laughs> Novel concept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said, oh, you, dear, you need, you need to know 
the body and biology and so many things and you better call Dr. Newman and get into his school and so yeah so that's what I did <laughs> excellent and then once you so then you went to massage therapy school and then um, where did you work once you graduated from that um, once I graduated from that, I was then that's when I was at the nail salon. And then after some time there, um, I went and started working in the spa industry because when I was at the nail salon, they um, taught me my aesthetics and I was becoming a spa therapist and doing lots of spa treatments. So that opened the way up for me to go into working in some pretty exclusive high-end spas pretty neat and then um, once you finished up that aspect where did you go from there oh I did uh, my own mobile massage <laughs> so you'd go to people's houses is that is that how that works yes I, I started a mobile business I had it for six years so I would go into people's homes and I would provide massage in their home hmm Interesting. And um, what kind of clients did you have there? Um, well, I got to see some multi-million dollar homes. And I had everyone from, you know, stressed out moms to some pretty high-end clients. So it was, it was neat to see just like how people live every day and what causes them issues, um, just in, even in their own environment. And... It really taught me, too, that, you know, just because if you have a lot of money, like, it's it's nice, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have no stress. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you did that for a few years, and then um, what was the next, uh, next step in your journey there? Uh, after that, I decided that, well, I got really sick in 2008. And I met um, I met my current husband, uh, who literally saved my life. And uh, he, from there, I went to work at a chiropractic clinic. I had to shut down my mobile business. I just, it was actually too much traveling all over the place. And the other thing was, is I wanted to see more injury-related cases because I was doing a lot more um, relaxation treatments. And, you know, I was doing some therapy, but mostly for relaxation purposes. So I just wanted to get into that real medical world. And um, so I did that for five years working at the Cairo until NKT. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. So now uh, NKT enters your life. How did you uh, find out about that? Well, you know, I'd, I'd gone and done some different courses and, you know, listen to some different people. Like um, one of the people that I really respect is Dr. Hel Blattman, who is an amazing doctor who runs a pain clinic, introduced me to Prolo and all that. But um, basically what I wanted to do was I really wanted to, you know, I just, I just, uh, I wanted to get results and I was looking for something. And so I've been to Eric Dalton's classes, and that was phenomenal. And I felt like I knew it. You know, that was it. But then Donna Freeman, friend of mine from Houston, who's also an NKTer, 
um, contacted me and said, look, you got to get to this class. And I was like, why? (laughs) 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 I wasn't, I wasn't very um, forthcoming, (laughs) but um, she was pretty insistent and, you know, I trusted her. So I took the leap and I went and I, like, I'll never forget just being in the NKT class and I was on the table and Donna was working with me and David passed by and he, and he looked at me and, and I looked at him and I said, Oh my goodness. Like I finally found the missing link that I've been looking for. <laughs> like I, I finally found what I've been looking for. Do you know how long I've been searching? And he was just like so gracious. And, and it was just like a moment for me. <laughs> had to be there but it was a moment I know that moment well I know that moment well so then you probably have the dilemma of okay how do I incorporate NKT into my practice and shift from more relaxation or other whatever type of massage you're doing into more NKT so how did that what happened there well I have to just rewind that a little bit but because um, it was me and uh, Joni Donovan, who's also another NQTer, and Donna, and we were sitting in the back of this limo that I'd hired <laughs> oh, <laughs> to take us from NKT. Oh. <laughs> in, uh, That's funny. At uh, Kim Garcia's place, Gimme, to um, the airport, and I'm sitting in the back of that limo, and I'm and I'm. I remember I was fixing Donna's finger <laughs> with the NKT I learned. And she was looking at her finger thinking, well, my f- you made my finger work. And and I just looked at her and I said, Donna, like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> I was just so just, I had no words. Like my brain was fritzed. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that was, you know, and, and I wanted to share that cause I'm sure a lot of us go through that. Like, what are we going to do from here? Yeah, well that's, that's definitely when I teach, that's one question that comes up pretty much every class is the massage therapist has the look in their eyes. Like I absolutely love this, but how am I going to incorporate it into what I do? Mm-hmm. So I, I know I interviewed Marissa Macias early on, and she mm-hmm. said, but do, do you have any um, thoughts on, on that on that question? Yeah. Well, I think that basically, you know, I did fumble in the beginning, and, and I, I did spend, you know, quite a bit of time what my clients were to consider assessing and all that kind of stuff, which they – some of them thought was fantastic, and others just absolutely hated it. Um. And they wanted the old Dory back, you know. So my thoughts are is there's some really great tools in NKT. And when you're starting out, just to start out slow maybe and do things that are very helpful like single leg stance. Like who doesn't love that, right? Um, You can always start with that. That gives you a lot of information of what you're going to do. Measure that pelvis. And, and start learning how to just correct that base, correct that pelvis with the NKT, and you'll do so much good just by doing that. Like, just start with one 
area and and really get to know it and then start to expand slowly and it will become more fluid and your clients will really appreciate it when it feels fluid when when it's the beginning it's so it's new to them it's new to you and it it's kind of like a a jerky roller coaster ride <laughs> That's a good way to explain it, without a doubt, without a doubt. There's definitely some struggles at the beginning, but, you know, as I was saying earlier, once you start incorporating it and things start to add up, and next thing you know, it, it, it becomes easier and easier. So yeah. uh, that's that's some, some great advice there because, that, like I said, that's a huge question is, you know, people get so excited, but they're not quite sure what to do or how their people will respond. And mm-hmm. the general my general thing that I tell them based on what I, what, you know, people like you and others say is that once you start getting people better, they're going to come to you because that's what they want. They're not going to want to just lay on a table. Exactly. You start attracting those people as well. And you start also to learn who are your strictly massage clients and who are your NKT people. And, you know, I personally don't have any issue with giving someone a massage if that's what they want because if that is going to help them, then that's what I want to do because, because, you know, maybe their stress is so high that doing NKT is going to be a mute, mute point. Exactly. Well, that's, that's it, is knowing when to apply the right tool, and that's what we talk about all the time. Um, you know, if, if a patient is in a state of sympathetic overdrive, you know, some people call it a limbic state, then you can do all the NKT testing you want, and that's not what that person needs. So no. a relaxing massage or some breathing exercises, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you got to know when to apply it, and that's, you know, because NKT is a tool, and and, and that'll make you a better uh, uh, manual therapist right there, just knowing when to back off. Exactly, because, I mean, David says in level one, if a person is in what they call limbic state of mind, you know, going and testing them NKT is not going to address it. They need to go and get some additional therapy for that or to, you know, if you have the tools and skills to to help them with that, then you can do that, and then you can get the proper um, results that you're looking for, the proper tests that you're you're trying to suss out. Then you'll get what you're looking for. But, you know, I've had people come in and and the stress is so high that they're not even testing right. Definitely, definitely. I see that all the time. I just well, I just had someone the other night. She came in. She's moving. She's uh, selling one of her two houses. Her husband's semi-retired. They're not making as much money. Mm-hmm. Her daughter's getting a divorce. I mean, she's going nuts, going nuts. And I knew <laughs> I could have tested all day long on her, and it wasn't going to happen. So I just laid her down, and we just did some breathing exercises for the whole time. And she got up off the table and felt like a million dollars. Exactly. So, um, yeah, you know, you got to know when um, when to say when. Um, so after you so you, you what was the point of leaving the cl- the chiropractic clinic you just said i've got to do something on my own what would happen there well i think that they you know it was such a shift in my thinking and my way of practicing and i don't really think that that was conducive to their business model at that time 
So um, that was one big reason. I just, I had to move on and I had to be able to practice on my own and make my own rules. And I love collaborating with other practitioners, don't get me wrong, but I just needed the freedom to do within my scope what I needed to do. Understandable. You, I mean, you need to be around like-minded people, and if they have a little bit different philosophy, then it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna jive. Exactly. And I think that there was an effort for sure to give it a, a chance, but I think that it was just so different. Um, it was such a different way of thinking that it just without taking that course and seeing what it does exactly. Sometimes it's just hard to accept. And some people really just don't believe it at all. They just don't want to see it that way at all. Yeah, that's that's the truth, without a doubt. Now, when you took the class, and you you know we talked a little bit about your struggles to incorporate it, but how about as far as learning NKT, or, or learning anything for that matter, how, how is that process for you? Uh, I find it really difficult because I a lot of people know that I do have dyslexia and so it makes it very difficult because my brain tells me things that aren't true. So it's like having, you know, it's like knowing that you need to go one way but your brain telling you that you're wrong and going the other way. Yeah, uh, that's. I would only imagine that that's got to be very challenging. So what are some... What are some tools that you used or how did you overcome those challenges? Well, basically, I have to teach myself. So um, different things. So, for example, because everything in anatomy and in neurokinetic therapy has a lot to do with directions. So, um, you know, contralateral or, you know, all those things. And when people talk to me like that, it, it just it, it could be it's a foreign language. So what I had to do was I had to develop techniques such as I tap my leg. So I tap my my right leg when it's that side or tap my left leg when it's that side. And then I'm teaching myself with the tapping. And I use sides. I, use, I don't use right, left, those kinds of words. I use sides. Um, some people will say superior, inferior, all those kinds of things. But to my brain, that doesn't make any sense. So I have to use different, um, different techniques. I have to think in colors. I have to think in arrows, things like that. Uh, you know, I, I know it's difficult for you, and but to me, I, I just brilliant. I mean, I, it's pretty amazing that you can come up with a way, an alternative way. Uh, to learn things, and I, I know it's probably a slower challenge, a slower process. But I mean that—that's amazing because you could just give up and not do anything, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, and and actually, if I'm stressed or tired, it's or under extreme pressure, it's worse. So um, I first discovered I was a teenager. It's kind of funny because I was reading a sign. And the sign said something completely inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked back at the sign and the sign didn't say the inappropriate thing. So I thought, oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? But yeah, and then I just, I, 
I talked to my mom about it and she confessed that she has dyslexia and that it's hereditary. So hmm. I have that too. Wow. That must have been challenging growing up and not even realizing you had that. And then all of a sudden now you have it. And wow. Well, that, again, I'm just blown away that you can come up with those different strategies. So, you know, what, so how learning NKT. So, I mean, did, you know, some people it takes a while to, before they go to level two, mm-hmm. you know, some people do it pretty quickly. Uh, what was your process to get to level two? Um, I mean, you know, how long did it take you to get there? I think it was, let's see, it was June. So I start, it was like maybe six months or so. Okay, and so you did a, a, a lot of learning in those six months. I mean, you spent a lot of time doing it, or yeah. you know. Well, basically, I I needed to. What I did was I took things piece by piece, like I was saying. You know, I learned my my thing was toes. <laughs> I was all about the big toe, you know, getting those toes to work, and then I would take the hips, and and then I would just go piece by piece in the body, and then I had to integrate all of it and look at it as a whole piece instead of parts, right? So that's how I started. So that took me a while because I had to teach myself. Um, and then after I just started coming up with all these level two issues, and I'm, I was thinking, I, I'm done with level one. Like, I can't go any further. So I need level two. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly, you know, you start, that's what I tell people all the time. You, you kind of know when you're ready to move on to level two, but you know, there's no rush. You got to learn it as you can. And I mean, I think six months, that's, that's pretty reasonable. I think that's actually pretty quick when you, when you look back on it. Um, so I think, I mean, you're describing your challenges, but I think we all have those challenges, maybe not to the extreme of what you're describing, but your methods to learn is, is something that we can all take something from. So, um, you know, what are, when you were learning, uh, the, the level one stuff, what were some of the mistakes that you made when you were learning? Um, I think just not, maybe not reviewing certain things enough, like not really looking at my book enough, um, feeling really intimidated to pull it out in front of clients. Those were some mistakes and, you know, feeling a little, maybe a little embarrassed about, about now I'm doing NKT. You know, I just, I needed to own it right away. Like this is what I'm doing and commit to it. Take my book out and just go for it. Yeah. Well, you know, before we, uh, today we were kind of messaging back and forth and, you know, talking about being uncomfortable, and it sounds—it <laughs> sounds like you have a lot of these moments in your life where you kind of get yourself into a spot where it's like, okay, now I'm going to try something completely different and go a different direction. So, it seems like you work pretty well uh, outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> well, I certainly do push it. I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm, can be a little impetuous, which is great if there's an emergency. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, we were kind of talking a little bit about sports chiropractic and, uh, you know, uh, being able to handle a injured person on the field. So it sounds like that would be something right up your alley. 
Well, let's just say this. When something goes down, I'm usually the first one on the floor in CPR position. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. It's good that you have some training in CPR, I would hope, because uh, it's, it, apparently you probably u- utilize it every so often. Well, I've actually been in the position a couple of times of having to do first aid. I don't know why, but <laughs> it's just uh, there's other people in the room that know it, but they all look at me and before you know it <laughs> you're the go-to i'm the go-to right. yep all right that guy needs some cpr uh dora get over there and uh <laughs> administer it we'll, we'll we'll call nine i will volunteer to call nine one one i'll be that guy <laughs> yeah. excellent well yeah. you know um you know we're talking about some great stuff here and um Obviously, we both share a love for NKT, but why don't you tell us uh, some of the favorite things that you like about NKT? Well, I love that it's a great tool. I mean, if you really want to know what's going on with a person and you really want to have a good assessment, it's such an amazing assessment tool. So many times I've used it as an assessment and then referred a person to go get medical confirmation and sure enough, it comes back. Can you give me an example of that? Um, So, for example, when you do the um, lumbar testing, which is, I think it's more level two, um, and I tested somebody's... um, you know, lumbar, and it was complete fail, and then I did an orthopedic um, assessment, and, you know, and that was a fail, and then I did the compression test, and that was a fail, and I sent the person, they came back, and sure enough, it was, it was disc involvement. Hmm. Excellent. Now, do you have a network of people you refer to? Yes. I do. I, I'm really big on that. Like I, I'm always looking for who's the go-to person. Um, so I have, you know, I would refer somebody to their medical like doctor and then I would find out, um, if, if it was something else, if it was nutritional based or if it was, you know, they need a chiropractor, I refer out as much as I can for what is needed. I don't feel, I feel like everybody needs a team. It's not just me. Amen. Amen. And well, that's a big thing too is, um, you know, I, I read a lot of stuff and, you know, people always complain about some even trainers or massage therapists, uh, think they can do everything. Um, but, you know, and I'll even say a chiropractor and physical therapist into that same thing. You know, we think we can do everything. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, you you know, if someone has something more significant, uh, they need to be looked at by the appropriate professional. Uh, I had someone recently that had, uh, you know, an abdominal aortic aneurysm. And um, just adjusting his back was probably not a good idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was able to recognize some of the signs and send them out for further evaluation. And sure enough, that was the result. And I was thanked for not, you know, doing anything more strenuous to that person. So it is good to know your place and have people that you can trust and refer to. And it's even nicer when, they, when they're familiar with NKT as well. So that, that is kind of one of our goals is to educate other healthcare professionals about what we do. Uh, so now you, you, you worked your way into level two. As you were saying, you started having uh, some clients 
with some level two type issues. So what kind of uh, level two type issues were you starting to see? Well, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a Dory podcast unless I mentioned pelvic floor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you were fishing for that one. <laughs> I was going right there. I knew well. I knew I probably wouldn't have to say much before he's blurted out pelvic floor. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a Tourette syndrome with me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, was it pelvic floor something before NKT that you were seeing, or is it something that since you started seeing NKT it became more apparent? Well, that they, I mean, it was involved. I I think NKT really brought it to light. I, I had seen, you know, things that were, I didn't know what it was. You know, I, I had, I had worked on people, um, doing massage and doing some different things. And I'd found some different kinds of trigger points and things like that. But I didn't, I didn't know that, you know, this was like pelvic floor. This is what it was about until, when I got to NKT and then it was, it just opened the door wide open for me. I mean, most people know about pelvic floor and Kegels and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, you would think. Yeah. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I had a, um, I, I, well, I had an OB, um, although she's more in the, um, on the um, management side now. But she was a patient um, yes, uh, this week, and she admitted that she and her profession generally just tells people to do Kegel exercises. Mm-hmm. And she knows, she's now aware, she's becoming more aware that that's probably not the right thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think... You know, people are becoming more aware of the pelvic floor and that it is more than just, okay, you know, go do Kegels for nine months. Oh, you have a, you know, you have incontinence. Oh, just do Kegels. I think people are becoming more educated in other professions. Yeah, it's definitely becoming more um, aware. And so, you know, I, NKT just really opened the door for me and I realized, oh my goodness. You know, I I really needed to research this. I really needed to look into this. Um, this is so important for health on so many different levels, and and it has um, it has a real emotional connection for people. And actually, there is a doctor, um, Dr. David Berselli, who does trauma releasing exercises, and he talks a little bit about you know basically the psoas and the psoas's connection to the pelvic floor. And I, and I see that, like I see those kinds of, of cases and I see people coming into my um, clinic. And one of the fir- first few things that I, I actually do ask about pelvic floor issues. And I also, there's a few really important questions that I ask, but one of them is, um, about their birth and if they ever had a umbilical cord wrapped around their neck as a baby. Second question is if they ever fell on their butt or like any trauma to the tailbone. And then the third question I usually ask is 
how about their bowel movements and if they have any, you know, sexual dysfunction, things like that. Because those are, I also asked too, like, do you, are you in a position where you have to hold your bathroom? And that usually gives me really good indication as to, okay, I've got a pelvic floor issue. Definitely, definitely. No, um, all those things are things that have made their way onto my entrance form as well. And I definitely ask, and it's amazing. And I'm sure you're amazed by how many people actually have one or more of those issues that you mentioned. Mm, exactly. And the reason some people say, well, that's weird. Like, why would you ask about when I was born and if I had the umbilical cord around my neck? And the reason is, is because that will affect, that affects the breathing of a person. And I had a client and this is what brought this to light for me because I had a client who developed a breathing issue and there was nothing we could find. Like we couldn't find any, any reason for it until I out of the blue just figured out, okay, well let's go from day one and asked about the, you know, have you had a difficult birth? Was the cord rafter on your neck? And yes, it was. Hmm. And so, you know, we worked with doing some breathing techniques and releasing, you know, around the neck and and all that kind of stuff where the cord would have been wrapped around and it completely cleared up all the issues. Mm. That's pretty amazing. Definitely amazing. Uh, now, were, that person, what was their state of mind when you were going through all this stuff? Did they seem to be checking out a little bit or were they... No, like the the thing was is they were seeing a therapist because, you know, they would wake up in the middle of the night with this, like, panic attacks. And mm. so they were seeing a therapist because they were trying to figure out what was making them have panic attacks. And there was nothing, there was really nothing. Like, there was nothing traumatic in their life. Basically, what had happened was is they were playing a lot of sports and their breathing was dysfunctional and they were really pushing it with the sports to the point where it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back and that memory of that cord around the neck just, boom, came right up. That's pretty amazing. And, um, and after a couple of treatments, they, they improved? Oh, tremendously, because there was uh, a lot of shoulder issues with it. So we just worked on, you know, getting the diaphragm better, releasing, you know, working on where the cord would have been and then strengthening the shoulder. And then that just completely resolved the issue. There was no more um, problem with the shoulder. The breathing was great. The endurance was great, and the attacks at night completely stopped. That's, that's freaking amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> so you seem to attract these type of cases. Um, <laughs> talk, tell me about some more. I'm, I'm it's very fascinated. Um, tell me about another case that you had. Um, okay, so there was another one where um, they came to me, and – Actually, this was a Skype session. 
So I had another NKT approach me about um, their spouse and, you know, was having some difficulties with their legs. And so I, I asked them about, you know, had you ever had any trauma to the tailbone? And sure enough, yes. So, um, and there was a lot of jaw stuff going on. So I showed them, I do like this, it's uh, like a myofascial release. So I showed them how to do the myofascial release through the ears. You go in through the ears and release the jaw joint and then um, connected it to the pelvis. And there, it just, it was amazing. Like just the tingling bad discomfort in the legs went away and that was over Skype and the rest of it I, I told them just go and get the coccyx like I, I told them how to palpate it and sure enough it was hooked and so I just said just go get that coccyx fixed and that'll be it that'll be like the end of the story <laughs> yeah well you seem to um you know I remember you posted a video I think from Eric Dalton yeah. on um, working on the coccyx that's mm -hmm. that's pretty powerful stuff I mean I've use that a couple times with some pretty decent results i have to say mm -hmm. so thank you for turning me on to that mm -hmm. um so so pretty pretty neat now what um you know obviously you have a lot of tools in your tool bag here what kind of breathing stuff uh, do you do with, with your clients well basically what i you know um when we were in class and david talked about that lateral breathing so breathing from the rib cage. So what I do is I support people by putting my hands on their rib cage and having them breathe. And I, I was taught a technique by a very amazing therapist and how to do a neurological reset of the diaphragm. It's very gentle. Um, it seems like it wouldn't do anything, but it really does work. Um, so I would reset the diaphragm once I found there was an issue with it. And then I would reinforce them breathing into my hands. And I use some aromatherapy just to support them. If there's, um, you know, any sort of sympathetic issues going on. So I choose different oils depending on the person um, and what they like. And then I would give them something to hold in their hands. And then just, you know, so they, and then I give them the choice. Like if, if I could take the, that away and I ask them to just tell me, you know, do what, what phrase do you like? Like, I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I feel whatever, you know, and they would go through that and they would use those phrases and yeah. And then they just, they keep breathing and doing that and it resets their breathing and reinforces it and they practice and there you go awesome awesome good approach I, I love it I love it uh, now so you've done level one you've done level two uh, you know my my uh, early talk I talked about assisting have you done any assisting in any classes yes <laughs> I'm a David Wainstock groupie <laughs> 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 oh he's got plenty of groupies that's for sure i know i know like he needs another one <laughs> <laughs> so um you've you've assisted him a couple times yeah i've um i flew out well i went and flew to uh no i drove actually yeah i drove 13 hours to go in a system <laughs> 
That's what I, that is exactly what I was talking about earlier. I mean, is the dedication of people like yourself to learn this technique and help others. I mean, you just drove 13 hours. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure you learned a ton from that experience. I did. I I learned a lot. Um I learned some things that I'd missed the first time. And then I also learned how to be a good assistant because I think that that's important too. So then the second time I went to assist, then I, I really saw, you know, how he worked and, and just how to help him and wrangle up all the students and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, he needs help wrangling up the students. That's that's for sure. <laughs> well, you're so enthralled, and you get in there, and you start working, and you just don't want to stop. <laughs> this is true. This is true. It's exciting. Yeah, it, it, you know, it is exciting as a teacher and an assistant is is helping uh, students um, figure it out. Yeah. You know, figure out what we're talking about because there, you know, there's a little point there where people are looking at you like you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, you know, their big toe is compensating for their deep neck flexor, <laughs> and the light bulb goes goes off in their head. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and I encourage them. I encourage them to, you know, when when I'm assisting and they're they're looking at me like and asking like, is this for real? You know, and and I encourage those questions because because we have to prove when we're learning something we have to prove it to ourselves and then we have to teach others and that's how that's another way I've overcome a lot of my learning disabilities is you know proving it to myself doing it on my clients and then teaching it to others well that that is absolutely beautiful and I mean that's my exact philosophy so no I mean I might as well uh, you, I might as well have a learning disability too, because that's exactly how I function. I mean, we may become, we come about it in a little different way, and you need some other tools to do it, but it's the same path that any successful person has: is learn it, study it, break it down, practice it, assist, show other people it, and then you get it. And 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 it's amazing. I mean, the fact that you have. Um, a learning disability. I mean, it, it, it just it blows my mind that you're able to um, to do this. And it, again, it, it doesn't even sound like you have a learning disability. So congratulations on um, <laughs> uh, on that because you're doing. I mean, you're it's amazing. It is amazing. And I think you know. One again, uh, one reason why I wanted to interview you is because uh, you're just an inspirational person. I mean, your posts on the scholars page, although sometimes a little nutty, are. <laughs> Are 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 very are exciting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, but they're they're extremely inspirational. And in in I've you know I guess because I've seen you since you started on the page, and I've seen you grow and evolve, and it's just amazing, you know, that you're out there doing it. And I think you know I just like I'm out there doing it. If 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 I could do it, if you could do it, then anybody else can do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean I just I think that's wonderful. So um, you are an inspirational person. Um, so thank you um, f for that role you play in our community. 
Well, thank you. It's such, like, I really consider it a privilege, and I know how much I struggle, and I know that feeling of being frustrated and, and maybe sometimes feeling intimidated, like you can't ask for help. So I try to find those people that are, you know, maybe on the edges, maybe not doing so good and just struggling but not having maybe the courage to ask for help because sometimes that's, that's hard in itself. And so when I try to help those people and try to assist them and answer their questions as much as I can or direct them to people that they should contact for to, for answers. I mean, one of my favorite people other than, well, of course I have to say you and David Weinstock <laughs> is uh, I adore Thomas Wells as well. He's been a real help to me. Um, I, I call him when I have some pretty – crazy cases and I've had some cases where I mean this person's been everywhere and they've gotten no answers and I've made such headway but there's just that one little niggling thing you know definitely definitely and so I call on him and he's been a great resource for me he's taught me things um that I wouldn't have otherwise known and it just made me a better practitioner i wish i could download his brain oh no kidding <laughs> me too he's freaking brilliant it's crazy well I you mean, know it's, i'm I, it's almost a learning disability <laughs> yeah I, I, he's a machine but yeah. you know i one thing that I, I mean i admire him on so many different levels and you know he was my first podcast that i interviewed and i feel like every week i'm like okay i'm gonna interview him again to pick his brain some more um, but I've seen him grow tremendously um, with his communication skills. And, um, you know, I mean, sometimes you look at him, it's like, oh, my God, that's he's too intimidating. But he's been able to break things down so simple with his pro tips that I think everybody can understand and relate to what he's saying. And it, it, it's it's amazing. He is a, he's an amazing person. Uh, we are lucky to have him in our community. That's that's for sure. So fortunate. So fortunate. I mean, he just, he is brilliant, but not only that, but he's very helpful and he's willing, like he's willing to help. If you have a question, he does his best to help and, and help you figure it out. And he, he will help you to like get it yourself as well. So it's not just always just giving you the answer, but he will lead you in the right direction. Definitely, definitely, and that's what that's what a great, a good teacher does, and and he is an excellent excellent teacher. But, anyways, this is about you, and uh, and um, uh, we're, as we're starting to wind down here, you know, um, you, you just have shared so many incredible things, and you've grown so much, and you've overcome a lot to get to your knowledge point. And, you know, I know, you know, you, you were working for someone, you left them, and then you did your own thing. But now, just recently, you had a wonderful opportunity. So um, why don't you spend the last couple minutes here just, just telling us, sharing with us, you know, what what's going on right now with you? Oh, I'm so excited. I can barely contain it. So um, I just, I have a friend who built a 10,000-square-foot gym facility and it's based off of he's he studies Gray Cook and those kind of guys. And he's very movement-based. So his whole gym facility is set up that way. It's called uh, City Fit. And um, 
it has the all the corrective machines and toys that I possibly could want to use and he's allowed offered me a space there so I have a an office and I work out of that office and he's also has a table that I have use of at the back of the room that I can use as well. So I can, you know, ask people to do a squat or whatever they're having troubles with and then put them on the table, test them, challenge it and do all that stuff. So, and it has a, a cafe with smoothies and meal planning and it has yoga, spin classes. Um, we do have some neighbors upstairs. There's a chiropractor, a couple more massage therapists. So, it's just an, a fantastic facility. It has showers, steam room, everything that I possibly could dream of but didn't have to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is kind of an important uh, selling point right there. Uh, awesome. Well, congratulations. I mean, that you – I mean – just reading your bio today and um, talking to you, it just, you got some amazing stuff going on. Like I said earlier, you've overcome a lot, you've experienced a lot, you've got great support uh, with your husband in your life, um, you've done some traveling. I mean, you really are living a full life here with a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, you, you know CPR, so you, you could save people's lives. I, I think you got it all going on. <laughs> Oh, uh, but I was just going to say one last thing, if that's okay. Oh, please do. Um, well, what's really kind of exciting I didn't tell you about is um, also we're professional house sitters now. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we also, this is about, you know, living the life I want to live and really pushing myself. So we sold virtually all of our things, and now we're um, looking after other people's houses, and we have the opportunity. We're going to be in Hawaii in a few weeks. In a few weeks, wow. yeah. Um, and then I'll we'll be coming back, and we'll be in a house in the countryside until April. So we're living in beautiful homes, <laughs> and <laughs> wow. and right. and you know. So this is. This is my dream, just traveling and living nice and Well, you got a great place to work in, you've yeah. got a great place to live in. Yeah. Uh, it's well, it sounds like you you you're doing you're doing it right there. That's that's pretty amazing. Well, congratulations on all the success you're having and you do deserve everything that you're that you're earning right now. Because you've worked a long time to get to this point, and you should enjoy every moment of it. So congratulations on all your success. And, and again, this is just a starting point. I mean, you're in a whole new place. And, you know. 13 it, it, years, it's amazing. Eric. That's amazing. It's amazing. Well, congratulations. And uh, any other final things that you'd like to say before we uh, wrap up here? Just that, you know, don't give up on your dreams and just put one foot in front of the other and just take it as it comes. Like, don't get so – like, if, if you're struggling, just, just watch that self-talk 
I mean, even I have those moments where there's too much monkeys and circus going on up there, but we have to just be positive and just take it one step at a time. Ask for help. We're all here. We all want to see you do well. We all want your success and don't just have courage. Just keep at it. It's going to come. It's going to come. Well, very well said. I agree with you a thousand percent on that. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not quite sure you're struggling, you know, reach out to Dory. Um, she's a wonderful uh, role model uh, for someone that has had some trouble, you know, learning this material and has overcome that. And uh, amazingly, I mean, she, she's got some incredible knowledge. I mean, we only only chipped a little bit away at she's got so much knowledge it's unbelievable so she is someone that you should definitely reach out to so dory thank you so much uh for joining me here on episode 23 um i look forward to meeting you in person hopefully at the symposium next year uh i will meet you there uh you're always welcome to come uh, assist me anywhere (laughs) if you have that opportunity (laughs) Um, I will be teaching a level one class in a couple weeks, December 13th and 14th in Montclair, New Jersey. There's a couple spots available, uh, so please uh, please sign up for that. Uh, I'll be teaching. I'm very excited uh, in March to be teaching with my good buddy Noah Drucker in Denver. Once again, I just absolutely love Denver, and uh, Noah's just an incredibly smart dude, uh, talking about smart people. Uh, I'll be back teaching in Charlotte in April, um, putting the finishing touches on Arizona again for May, and uh, Michigan looks like in the fall again, Uh, Atlanta probably in June, just final details on that, and hopefully the Netherlands and October, and a couple other things brewing as well. If you're interested in having me or any of the other instructors come out to your area, uh, if there's definitely enough uh, interest, it's something we would entertain. So send me a message, or better yet, send David a message, uh, asking um, you know to have one of us come to your to your area. And like I said, if it's possible, we, we will try to make it happen. We're going all over the world, and uh, it, it's just amazing what's going on with uh, with NKT right now. Uh, we'd like to have you as part of our team. Uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's incredibly supportive community that I've I've never ever experienced anything quite like this in all of my career. Uh, So again, if you have any feedback, uh, feel free to send me a message via Facebook or to my email address at cairorehab at hotmail.com. Make sure you like the Inside the Brain Facebook page and share it uh, with your friends uh, that might be interested in NKT. Uh, Thank you uh, for joining me tonight, and I will have another episode in a couple weeks. Um, I've got some exciting guests lined up, so I look forward uh, to speaking to you again soon.